Hi, welcome to the Refresh Podcast. I tried to do a spooky intro, but it didn't work. Um, I'm Jared, your host. I'm joined by co-producer slash non-Bible Bible expert, Kelly Flynn. What? Hi. You said I can't call you Bible expert, I'm but not. I might as well. I'm not a non-Bible Bible expert. Makes it sound like it's a not Bible you like the Bible not expert. I don't know what else to call it. A very knowledgeable person on the Bible who, mm-hmm. if you have a very specific thing you want to talk about but need to match it up with the Bible verse, she's pretty good about coming up with that Bible verse. It's a very long title. Decent. You can say no, but it's true. <laughs> hey, Kelly, I'm working on this thing. I need like a Bible verse. Bible expert. The reply is, I'm not a Bible expert, but here's three verses. <laughs> That's accurate. It, yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> I am not an expert, but here are three verses. <laughs> yes, that is a very accurate. That's how those conversations go. But here we are. We are pre-Halloween. If you're listening to this, it is either Halloween or a few days after. But for the month of Halloween, it's always fun to do things that are a little spooky, a little scary, a little odd. I wanted to tell scary stories, but I couldn't find any good ones. So we decided to do something else. We decided to talk about a very important, uh, shall we say, we'll say figure for right now. Very important figure that often goes missing. Sometimes we wonder where it is. Sometimes it feels like a third wheel when we talk about everything else in the Bible. I wouldn't say it's the unsung hero of the Bible, but sometimes it, it's a little little overlooked, would you say, Kelly? Yes. Accurate. Not acknowledged, yeah. Accurate. Accurate. And if you're guessing, we're talking about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. If you haven't had a chance to listen to it, or maybe it's been a while, or maybe you're new to Citrus and didn't know we go back this far, towards the beginning of the podcast brian did a series called finding the holy spirit it was from the summer of 2019 june of 2019 i believe this is how brian if you're listening to this this is how well your worship leader pays attention congratulations i believe it's from the from june of 2019 yeah sounds right Uh, It's towards the beginning of the podcast. It is the second series on the podcast behind Suburban Faith. Ooh, I'm good. I'm good. You can say I'm not. You can laugh, but I'm good. And he's humble. I am good at remembering things that I put online that I've listened to a time and a half. Yeah, time and a half at least. Um, But in that series, Brian kind of breaks down what the Holy Spirit is He also talks about speaking in tongues, as well as putting together the Trinity and spiritual gifts. So if you haven't listened to that, you should go back. It's still there, so you should check it out. But our goal today is to kind of do a refreshed kind of perspective on what the Holy Spirit is and why it's important, how it helps us through life. Before I jump into like maybe the nerdy side of it, Kelly, any maybe opening thoughts not really i don't think so <laughs> should i have opening thoughts i don't know we're wing- 
If you're wondering, yes, this is very unscripted and we're winging it. Yeah. Don't be surprised. We're just here for a discussion on a good spirit, the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. <laughs> the first mention we have of the spirit in the Bible, we'll start there. I feel like that's a safe place to start, is in Genesis 1. Well, no, Genesis 2, now that I'm actually looking down at it. And it says, now earth was formless and empty. Darkness covered the surface of the watery depths. And the spirit of God was hovering over the surface surface of the waters. And the easiest way that I've kind of come to understand the spirit is it's God's presence on earth. Would that be a far stretch, Kelly? I don't think so. Cool. I'm going to say you agree. It sounds like yeah, you agree. I agree. All right, cool. The easiest way to kind of imagine it is God's presence here on earth. And when we think about it that way, we can see it in multiple places. We see it here in Genesis 1. Later on, we see it as the voice that's calling Abraham to move away from home and to begin a new line out in the desert, out in the, wisdom, out in the wilderness. We see it as the force that allows Joseph to read and interpret dreams. We see it guiding the Israelites through the desert. Further on, we see it leading Joshua into the Holy Land. We see it with the judges. We see it guiding the prophets and probably more, not specifically, but more maybe tangibly, we see the spirit kind of speaking through the prophets. I'm getting a head knock from Kelly. I'm on the right track. I'm not doing too terrible yet. 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 There's still time. Don't worry. We see it speaking through the prophets, and it's probably the most tangible, most, it's the easiest way to actually maybe visualize it. Because when we read a lot of the earlier prophets, there's more, the way I break it down is like we see, in the Old Testament, we see God acting more. We see more, say, hellfire and brimstone as just the example versus God speaking in a different way in the New Testament. Still getting head nods. Mm -hmm. I'm still mm -hmm. on the right track. Cool. But the Holy Spirit doesn't stop there. We also see it in Acts 1 and 2. We see it when the, just after Jesus says, ascended back to heaven, we see it kind of poured out. There we go. That's a word. That's not the word I was looking for, but that works. Anointing. That was the word. It's not a great word, but that was the word. We see it anointing the disciples and kind of empowering them to go out and spread God's message. We see it acting more and more throughout the book of Acts. And as Kelly mentioned it, we see it kind of, we see Paul mentioning it a lot. So I'm going to shut up for a minute and I'm going to turn it over to Kelly you look surprised. It's just my face and okay. big eyes. Cool. Tell us about the Holy Spirit, what Paul has to say about it. Well, Paul says a lot about the Spirit, uh, the Holy Spirit. And I don't know, I, as Jared mentioned, it's really about God's presence. And, you know, Paul says... I believe it's Paul, says that we are sealed with the Holy Spirit when we are 
saved. And so it's then that God's spirit comes into us and we then are just more aware, not even that we're always aware of it, but we are more able to be spirit led. And I don't know that people really think about it as much in a lot of ways. Um, I think of the Holy Spirit as like my conscience in a way where it's like a really strong urge sometimes to do something or say something to someone or to really not do something or something like that. What do you think now you're nodding at me? (laughs) I also agree. Perfect. So in today's maybe, I don't like saying in today's modern sense, like we're that much different from what's in the Bible, but really not. We're really not. Once you read the book of Ecclesiastes and then Habakkuk, not too far after that, you're like, wow, they say the same things. Maybe in more words, but they say the same things as us. Mm -hmm. Um, So as Kelly said, it's almost like our conscience. And maybe another truly tangible way is in 2 Timothy 3.16. In this letter, Paul is writing to Timothy kind of for the second time, hoping to encourage him. And it says, all scripture is inspired by God. And depending on what translations you're reading, and I know this full heartedly, as some or few of you know, I went to a Christian high school. I don't remember what, well, it was ninth, 10th or 11th grade, but the Bible teacher spent a good like nine if not nine weeks a whole semester on just that one verse and why it's important to acknowledge that god god his spirit breathes scripture in other translations it says holy spirit depending on what have whatever you have but it's important to acknowledge that the holy spirit was speaking through the writers of the bible to put these words down yeah, I mean, that is really important because otherwise it's just men. I, like, I think it's mostly men, some women, just writing. Like, then what's the what's it matter, you know? But yeah, it, that's a really important truth to choose to believe because, um, yeah, if you don't think that the whole Bible is inspired by God and spirit-led, then... I don't know why, why do people base their lives on it? There's no point. But that also reminds me of in Ephesians chapter six, where it talks about the armor of God, um, which is a pretty, I think a pretty common thing you learn about like in Sunday school and things like that, where, you know, that talks about having the belt of truth around your waist, the breastplate of righteousness your feet fitted with readiness that comes from the gospel of peace and taking up the shield of faith, but then, oh, and the helmet of salvation and then the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And that's important because it does say that the word of God is that sword, but it's first calls it the sword of the spirit because it acknowledges that the word of God is spirit inspired. So that's why, It is the sword of the spirit because the spirit equips us with 
what we need to battle around us. And um, what it's referring to, the whole reason for putting on this armor, the armor of God, is because it's not against the people around us that we are really struggling with. I mean, you might think, um, yeah, that person's really annoying. So yeah, that's the reason I'm struggling and battling things. But in truth, it's the spirits around you waging war on you. And that, and that's why it's important to have that sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, really knowing God's word because it is spirit inspired. And that is your best defense against pretty much anything you're going to struggle with. Okay. I'm going to back up a little bit and hopefully make this a little clearer. No promises. We'll see. But earlier I said God's presence, God's Holy Spirit is basically God's personal presence on earth in our lives. We see it acting throughout the Bible. We see it literally in the beginning in Genesis 1. We see it acting throughout the historical books of the Bible. We see it acting throughout the historical books of the Bible through Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. No, wrong. Genesis, Exodus. Joshua, Judges, Ruth, we see it through, and maybe even the best place we see it acting without acting is probably the book of Esther. Last year, do not quote me on what episode, but season two, uh, there was an episode entitled for, for Such a Time as This, and it's about the book of Esther, and the book of Esther is the only book in the Bible where God or the Holy Spirit, nothing is mentioned. It's essentially a story. But we do see that God is, the purpose of that story is to see that God is acting for us. And he's acting through Esther, through Mordecai, throughout that story. So by all means, go back and have a listen to that episode. That was... Mid pan. That was early 2020. No, that was early 2020, 2021, maybe. Sounds right. So, by all means, go back and check out that book. And it's a classic example of how God is working through our lives, even though He's not mentioned, which is kind of the Holy Spirit in general. He's like the third wheel, we'll say, of the Trinity. Because there's always mention of God the Father. There's plenty of songs about God the Father. We acknowledge what Jesus Christ did for us and what he did on the cross, and there's plenty of songs that cover that as well. The Holy Spirit, and this is from like true experience through searching for music. I won't go into super detail, but there are definitely less songs about the Holy Spirit compared to God the Father, God in general, or Jesus. But I also believe that's kind of the point. God is, as we've always said, God is with us even when we don't think he is. I was thinking of the poem Footprints in the Sand. I do not remember who it is by. But it's a very good example of this man kind of having this conversation with God. And he looks behind him and he sees like there's points where there's two sets of footprints in the sand and there's a point where there's only one footprint in the sand. And God, God tells him, those times where it was just that one set of footprints is the times where I carried you. And as if you have a chance to go back and listen to it, as Brian points out, 
one of the many things the Holy Spirit does for us is it gives us peace. And for this time of the year, we get to this point where there's two months left in the year. We're in this odd transition where it's not quite fall. It's not quite true fall, but it's not really summer. And a lot of things change. A lot of things feel different. In some way, our schedules are a little bit different. In some way, our day-to-days are a little bit different. We've undoubtedly had some unforeseen circumstance come up in the last, I'll say two, not, I'll say one week, not even two weeks. Some, maybe not major up change, but something very significant. And in those times, in those kind of odd moments, especially in this time where we're going through this odd change where the world itself is literally changing, God is our peace. God is what's centering us. His Holy Spirit is what's kind of enacting us and providing us with peace. Yeah, nodding. (laughs) Yeah, I think what you mentioned about Esther is interesting too because it really just shows the way God moves through people. And um and you mentioned in the ways that the spirit gives us peace and the things that the spirit does for us and in Romans 8 verses 26 and 27 um Paul, our guy Paul or my guy Paul I should say I know a lot of Paul stuff. Uh, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. And, um, I mean, there's more to the verse. But in that alone, I mean, that should be like a mic drop moment. When you're feeling weak, you know, the Spirit comes in and, you know, it helps us. And it continues on by saying, you know, sometimes, well, I said sometimes. It doesn't say sometimes. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the minds of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. And I think that happens so much more than we think. I think reading that, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. Spirit's interceding, stepping in, whatever. There's been so many times where I don't know, either someone has prayed for me, like literally prayed with me, I can hear them praying for me, or um, I've prayed for someone or something where there's not a whole lot of discussion prior to that prayer. It's just kind of like, hey, like, I'm gonna, can I pray for you? And you're just like, uh, sure, why not? And it's not like, oh, we were just talking about this big life change. Please pray for me on that. It's just kind of like a, hey, I kind of just feel like in my conscience that or in my inner being, my gut, that I need to pray for you right now. And you're just like, all right, sure. And then there have been times when that's happened to me where someone's prayed for me. And the things that they're praying for, like all of the things that are on my mind or on my, like things that are weighing me down or things that I'm worried about or whatever. And it's not like, we just had a conversation about it, but that's what and where this verse comes into action in saying that, you know, he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the spirit. Like he, know, God knows us to our innermost core. And so when there are things that we don't know 
how to ask for, or you're just in that moment where you're just like at a loss for words, that's where the spirit comes in, steps in either in yourself or someone through someone else or using you to pray for someone else. Or it doesn't even have to be praying. It could just be like, I don't know. You see someone and you're just like, I don't know you. I have two cups of coffee. You look like you could use coffee here. I mean, that I don't know. That could be go either ways. And you're like, what? I look tired. But just something. It doesn't have to be prayer is my point. And I don't know. I think that's really cool when that happens. It's exciting. And it's like, whoa, cool God moment. Cool. So I feel like those were your parting thoughts. I was about to ask if you had any parting thoughts. Parting thoughts. I just think that the spirit, I mean, we're sealed with the spirit. If we are, um, if we've accepted the Lord, like Paul says in Ephesians, is it Ephesians? I think it's Ephesians, but that we're sealed by the Holy Spirit, that that spirit is in us and we then just have it in our lives all the time. And so it's working even when you don't think it is. It's not a feelings-based thing. You don't have to feel the spirit to have it there. And there's all these things where people are like, ooh, feel the spirit. And it's like, okay, sure. Sometimes you really can, quote, unquote, feel it. And then there are times you're not. And that's like anything. But that doesn't mean that it's not there. Just because I don't feel the sun shining right now because it's nighttime doesn't mean that the sun's not actually out there existing. And so, I don't know. I just think the spirit is just not acknowledged often. But that doesn't mean, not necessarily that's not acknowledged often, but we don't, maybe don't actively think about it ourselves. But it's always working, and it's always in our lives. And continuing in Romans 8, verse 28, which is after 27 and 26, which I just read. It says, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. And the spirit is working through us and through the people around us to work things together for the good of those who love him. I agree. I dig it. So, think that's that get head nods from my co-producer i'm gonna say yes (laughs) so if you haven't well let me start here so i hope you've enjoyed this episode this bonus episode of the refresh podcast it was fun feel enriched feel like that's i think that's the word yeah feel good feeling good (laughs) feel the spirit it's Friday night. It's time for a soda. If you haven't, or I guess if you didn't know, coming up, not this Sunday, but the Sunday after this upcoming Sunday for us, since it's Friday, mm-hmm. on November 7th, we will be having Friendsgiving. More information for that is available at org slash events. It's time to just get together as friends and kind of celebrate Thanksgiving before the holidays get kind of fully underway. 
And speaking of the holidays getting fully underway, I had an idea. And the idea was pretty simple. Before the holidays fully start and kick in and before the madness of Thanksgiving and Black Friday and everything that comes after, I thought it'd be good to have a small to have a small group. But I didn't want to do the full on like four to six or even three week thing. I didn't even want to do two nights. So coming up on November 17th, Wednesday, November 17th at 630, we'll be having a one night only small group. I dig it. It sounds cool to me. It was very music based and it will be on the book of Philippians. Like I said, one night, one night only, one small group. Might do a few more of these next year. We'll see. Maybe one in December. I doubt it. But, again, that's November 17th at 6.30 at the Growth House. In the meantime, join us for worship on Sunday mornings at Summer Lake Elementary at 10.30 or online through Facebook or through citruschurch.org. And with that, we'll catch you next time. Keep it citrusy.